Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Admittedly, I'm a little brother. And sometimes when you're a little brother, you just poke the belly of the beast. And eventually you learn through that process of getting beaten enough times to just stop. That's where we should all be when it comes to poking one Tom Brady. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on your smart speakers because, let's face it, they're smart. Presented by Progressive Insurance. <laughs> All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. J. Will, I'm Jason Fitz. And, uh, you know, we're coming, at, we're coming at you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Uh, look, there are just certain things. I'm, I'm going to set a new rule, J. Will. Like, this is, my new, this is my new rule. When it comes to Tom Brady, just stop. For all of us. Like, when we're doing top 100 players, put him at the top of the list. When we're talking about the best players this year, put him at the top of the list. When you talk about the GOAT, the goat put him at the top of the list. And, and frankly, I don't care what anybody actually thinks about it. I'm just tired of us giving motivation to the man because it works. Like, I want him to become complacent. And the best way for him to become complacent, enjoy a little ice cream, is for everybody to stop giving him any fuel. Cowboys rookie defensive tackle uh, uh, Odigazua, uh, Osa Odigazua, on, said about Tom Brady, quote, he's not very mobile. He's been playing 21 years. Dude's a little older, not too mobile. I'd say that's probably what it is. Now, he said plenty of complimentary things. I want to stress that. But he said that Tom Brady has a weakness. Why? Why, Jay Will? Why give anybody motivation? You know this. So, a couple of things here, Fitzy. Number one, I spent some time with Tom Brady at the Kentucky Derby. And I saw how competitive he was. Did you guys wear fancy um, hats? Yes, we wore a lot of fancy hats. Um, I saw him extremely competitive about ponies before, (laughs) before the race even began. Okay, and it reminds me a lot of that same Jordan mentality. And I think the song that we played leading into this intro by Drake, um, Certified Lover Boy, which is I was it's a great album. It really it really started to grow on me this week and I listened to it over and over. But no friends in the industry is exactly what I'm talking about because Jordan would do these things where he would just it didn't matter what you said, he would take it, he would spin it, and he would channel it like you said it about him. And my thing is if guys are willing to do that. If guys are willing to say, hey, you didn't even say anything about me, but I'm going to turn it and utilize it as motivation, when you actually pinpoint a comment towards somebody at this stage of Tom Brady's career, regardless of whether it was said in a nice way or a negative way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Tom Brady is one of the most competitive people there are on this planet. He will take anything and use it as motivation. I'm not Tom Brady. When my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter's like, I can beat you up the stairs, I'm like, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you until you're 17, 18 years old to always let you know that daddy might be out here on one leg, but one leg is still faster than you with two legs, even until you're 17, even when you're in the prime of your career. And for Tom Brady, there's nothing better than somebody, here's a free gift, Tom. You know what? I'm going to say some complimentary things, but you're not mobile. You're not mobile. Oh, I'm not mobile. Okay, now somebody's like, oh, that's, he's just saying you're not mobile. No, it doesn't matter. For Tom, that's the one thing he needs to kickstart the engine, and that's what he gave him. I, I, for me, I keep looking at this even from an organizational standpoint. You know, one thing that I think you have to do when you listen to certain teams speak is, is listen to the common message across the board, and you'll figure out what the coach's message was to the team, right? So if you hear everybody saying a certain thing, we're going to play fast, we're going to play fast, whatever that cheesy thing is, it means the coach has sort of instilled that. If I was the coach of any team taking on Tom Brady, the first thing I would say in the meeting is the only response you are allowed to give on anything related to Tom Brady is he's the GOAT. Like, I, no explanation, he's the GOAT. You got those three words, he's the GOAT, and that's all you get to say because at the end of the day why feed anything and and realistically like I said it should be pointed out 
the the quotes about Tom are just glowing. Everything else was, man, I can't believe I get to play against him. This is spectacular. You put a yeah but in, and, and we all know that. Like It's like when you're arguing with your significant other, and you're finally at that spot where you're conceding in the argument, and you're like, yep, totally hear you, totally hear you. It's just. What, the minute you hear those two <laughs> words, you're like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's put them back up. Like it's, it's never, it's just. It's just or but. That next sentence becomes the headline, not the 12 sentences you said beforehand. But here's what I do love as a sports fan. I want athletes to speak what's really on their mind. It's funny to me because even coming from a school like Duke, right, we are always taught like you never want to give motivation to your opponent. Mike Tannenbaum was just on our show. Hey, Mike, what's your cocktail of choice tomorrow? I got a big day at ESPN Tuesday. I'm not going to be partaking. That's fine. Company line. I understand that. But we don't like that. Right. I want to hear how you really feel. If you think that Tom Brady is not mobile, which, by the way, Tom Brady is not mobile. He's not wrong. Then say it. Because now I know that going into the game, first opening game for the NFL season, I know what kind of mindset that you just helped Tom Brady get in. And that only helps me as a fan respect the season I'm about to watch Tom Brady have. I, I think for me, what I look at for so much of this is like, you know, if, if Tom Brady was my favorite team's quarterback, I'd be all in on this. I'm just, I think for so many of us, we keep looking at it and saying, man, don't, don't make him mad. It's like the Incredible Hulk. He's just going to become this big green monster. What you're talking about too, though, I think even seeps into some of the ways we cover the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Like we sit here all the time and we tell guys we want them to be honest. And then when guys are honest, we then label them as either sensitive or over-emotional or like, why does he even care about? Why does he trip about that? And I'm like, what do we want from guys? Like, do we want them to be honest or do we not want them to be honest? I just don't want to give Tom Brady any fodder. But, but you're 1,000% right. I'll always respect an athlete that comes out and says, hey, here's what's on my mind. It's just, you know, I'm just tired of watching Brady win. I mean, without saying names, there, there's a pretty big NBA player that I've known for a while that it was really funny. I've said nothing but glowing remarks about them most of the time. was critical of one game, and that game turned into a tweet. Right by our company, and it came out to be something different. Funny though, when that when that player started to win more, he DM'd that headline back to me and said, "Thank you." Just said, "Thank you for that day." This got me to where I needed to be. And it's funny. It, it's as a competitor, I never heard anything great that people said. I'm coming from a guy in college. I used to have Seth Davis, who's my really good friend, who big-time college basketball guy. I had a headline that he said. Now, Seth Davis said a lot of incredible things about me. I had a headline above my bed in college where he said I wasn't going to project out to be what people thought I was going to be. That motivated me every single day that when I saw Seth Davis, eventually I was so snarky in my interview. It didn't matter that we had just won. It didn't matter that he was gloating about me dropping 30-plus points. I was angry because he got me to where I needed to be. That's how guys are built. The first show that I ever played as a musician before I was ever in, in a successful band that got reviewed. And like I was so excited because there was, this, you know, I'm old, there was a newspaper reviewer, right? And so we ran, we were opening newspapers. Like, what are those? I know, right? We ran out and we got the newspaper and we read it. And I mean, we got, that band got destroyed in the review. But what he said specifically in there that, that hit me is like the fiddle player was more worried about running around on stage like a bear on a bicycle than he was about playing, which 
Mm. just ticked me off and I immediately changed my publishing company that I had at the time for writing songs. I changed the name of it to Bear on a Bike. And so for years, a Bear on a Bike was everything to me because like that one person said something. And I think most of us, that's the one thing that we all want to say, you know, tough skin. We all want to say thick skin about everything. But what's interesting to me is then look at social media because the first time anybody claps back at anybody, you see the sensitivity that they react with and you find out how most people would handle that level of criticism. Tom Brady is just elevated in all of that. Like it, it, you're, you're a thousand percent right. That most athletes at the highest level, I've got plenty of guys that have blocked me for things I've said in the past that were not ill-intended. It's just like, hey, I didn't believe in that Titans team. And then, you know, a player turns around. It's like, well, up yours. Totally get it. Like different people handle the, the criticism differently, right? But Tom Brady handles it with such incredible motivation. I just don't want to see any of us give him any more reason to go out and do anything more perfectly. He's got enough, Jay. Well, that's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, he doesn't have enough. Yeah. Like he doesn't have enough. Yeah, and I think that's something that people have to realize about Tom. When you say that, yeah, like one of my friends is like, oh, why is this motivation, man? Tom has seven rings. I'm like, because Tom wants eight. Tom wants nine. Tom wants to defy father time. Yeah, well, and it's working so far. We're going to continue the conversation. Is a rookie calling Brady old hot news or not news? We'll tell you. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And by talking to your smart speaker, just ask it to play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We got you hit up, by the way. On the, yeah. Yeah. There's so many things happening right now. It's a different show if I start doing all that. <laughs> yes, so. it would. I, 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 I'm, I'm a little shook right now. ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly A. Martin joins us in studio with the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Jay, will show us that move again? No, I don't want to do it. Because here's I, the thing. like no, If I do Kim- that move, everybody's rolling no, their eyes. I, you do that move, it's cool. I don't know how that works. I don't know. If you do that move... People see, might be no, sliding see, in the DMs. But see, oh, but see, see that's the thing. But, yeah, it's but not. No, and no. like they see the teeth thing come out. Yeah, yeah. And the bop. Like yeah, you have a bop. It's not a bop. Yeah. It's, it's, not, to, it's not that kind of bop. Yeah. It's not that kind of bop. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I am living proof that, you know, uh, after a lifetime of music, I'm living proof that you can have <laughs> tremendous rhythm and not be able I, to dance. I'm going to see you at a Kane Brown concert before I'll see you at a, you know, a Drake concert, though, right? No, I, 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 I'm hip to everything. Certified lover boy, really? <laughs> I, I, it was okay. It wasn't great. He didn't great. say that with confidence. It was okay. No, I, it was I'm not okay. a Drake. I'm not it, a, uh, it, this it, is gonna, it, My it mentions okay. are going to die for this. I am not huge on Drake. Like, I find Drake to be at times repetitive. The show wow. took yeah, a turn. Yeah, we just lost a lot um, of callers. No, I'm with you. You know what? I'm with you on this album being okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's okay. 
I had I like very high yeah. expectations. Uh, to me, like Drake, Drake works in a like so if I'm playing any sort of a mix where I can get off of it, but like I can't go, <laughs> I can't go front to back on a Drake record. It gets too repetitive. My ears go crazy. I, I just, I, it just it feels like to me though. Like I said that when I first heard it. But then when I listened to it over the weekend, Realism, it just yeah. it started to grow on me. Each song, right? Like, you know, Drake is always in his bag of emotions, right? But like for everybody, for this past couple of years we've gone through, I'm like, okay, I kind of, I kind of rock with it. I'm not saying it's better than Donda. I'm not saying it's better than Ye's. Mm-mm. But it's kind of it's close to me. And by it's the close. way, like most people, be surprised. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But like country, not not usually my always go to listen. Not thing, your so, go to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Once I saw that bop, I thought country was like, for sure. Well, that's how bed. I made my living for a long time. So I do love country music. All right. Uh, by the way, Stro hit us up on the Dr Pepper Twitter feed uh, saying, "How can you say Dak was in the MVP combo before he was hurt? They were one and three and barely beat the Falcons on a lucky onside kickoff recovery. Dak has not been relevant other than when he took over for Romo, then was blown up by Rodgers in the playoffs." Lies. Lies, Dude, lies. Just stop. Hey, number one, it's Labor Day. Like, go get yourself a drink and a hug. You obviously need one. Number two, when he was injured, he was on pace to set a new record for passing yards. He had nine touchdowns in five games and only had, I think, four picks with a 99-6 passer rating. So to say he was in the MVP conversation is not a hot take. So relax. Just you just need a hug. Thank you. All right, that's Why? all. What, Jay, will you getting people all upset on a Labor Day? What's going on? I, I know. You I, do? I, I didn't even do anything, Kim. Like all I said is that <laughs> we were talking about the Cowboys and we were talking about Zach Martin being out. Dude. Yeah. due to COVID, and we were saying how that was going to affect Ezekiel Elliott, and I said, you know, this makes me worry for somebody like Dak, mm-hmm. who's coming off injury, obviously, with the leg and the arm, and saying, hey, last year, what this team was, even with a horrible, historically horrible, horrible. defensive team, yeah. Dak Prescott was having an MVP yeah. caliber type season before mm-hmm. he got hurt, and, and then that's when I got the- that reply. Yeah. Yeah. Flames. That's when it just lit. Okay. You but, think, does that feel like a hot take to you? I mean, we're... No. Techni- no. Okay, okay, good. Thank mm-hmm. you. No, I'm the voice of reason on this Labor Day. Yeah, and we need all of that. ESPN <laughs> NFL reporter Kimberly A. Martin joining us. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Commercial insurance through Progressive protects your business and your dream. Choose from over 30 coverage options at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Okay, so let's have a little bit of fun, and we'll do it by way of hot news or not news. Mm-hmm. All right, so we will start with Zach Martin. Everybody talking about it. Obviously testing positive for COVID-19. He will miss Thursday night's game. Hot news, not news. Oh, it's huge news. Hot, hot, hot. Fuego. Because here's the thing. You have Dak already coming off the ankle, coming off the shoulder. The desperate Dallas team. They are desperate to get to the playoffs, win a Super Bowl at some point. Um, And you've got the contract. Like, you want Dak to enter week one with, like, not thinking about anything. Like, okay, just – and you're facing the defending Super Bowl champions. And, oh, you don't have one of the best starting offensive linemen in the NFL. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. This is blazing news because I feel like wasn't it just last year I'm watching the Cowboys? <laughs> I watch Andy Dalton get knocked out. Now depleted yeah, offensive yeah, line. So you start looking at that and for Dak to put him in that position, Kim Lee, just like you were saying, now for a guy like Zach Martin and also Ezekiel Elliott, we talk a lot yep, about what his game was last year, and let's not act like Ezekiel Elliott does not see Zach Martin and really running off the back of Zach Martin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you make a great point too about the contract and also Jerry Jones like let's remember this is a Jerry that was in tears because you know he wants this Super Bowl so much so I mean he's never been particularly patient in this process (laughs) so hold on Fitzy are you buying stock in Dallas are you are you you a believer in Dallas unlike Mike Tannenbaum who Mm. I used to cover when I covered the Jets I picked Dallas as the winner of the NFC East like early in the year, like off season, that's the team. I have not wavered from that. I'm gonna still ride with Dallas. I think based on the roster, the way it's constructed, Zach Martin, 
being out this week does does worry me. But I'm a stay. I'm not gonna you know put my 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 guess in pencil or anything like like Mike Tannenbaum. That, no, that that's some hot news though to me because like are we just out on the Washington football team? Yeah, I'm hijacking okay. this whole thing. You know what? I'm not. I'm very high on Washington. Did a feature on Chase Young. Think that kid is a beast. My issue is on offense and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mentioned I cover the Jets. I've seen Fitz magic turn to Fitz tragic. There's a reason he's a journeyman. You love Fitz early, but I've seen him throw three fourth-quarter interceptions in a game the Jets had to win in Buffalo. So I've seen it. That's the issue for me in Washington. Fitz, you hear that? I need you to be all Fitz magic today. Yeah, but okay? can we just – All Fitz magic. Can we acknowledge the fact that, by the way, his last name is Fitzpatrick. Why can't he be like Patty Magic? Like, why has everybody <laughs> got to steal my last name? Like, it's only Fitz for me. There's no extra to that. It's just the four letters. Get off my last name, dude. All right, let's continue. Hot news or not news. Uh, and it comes in the, the form of Cowboys rookie Osa Odugiz- Oh, I knew I was going to mess yeah. it up. Odigizuma. Yeah. Nah, close enough. Colin Brady old. We got a caller on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, Rob in Brooklyn. Uh, hot take, not take on, on the rookie calling out Brady. I think he did the right thing. Y'all talk about Brady resume. You can't take that on the field with you. So you got to come with some animosity, and you got to call him out. He's not mobile. You make a name for yourself, you back it up, and you take the win. That no, – I- <laughs> I'm speechless. That, that's I am, like I am, ghost pepper hot. I that is, that is I am I don't know. I'm like Idris Elba, like coughing on that chip. Like I am so confused by that. I feel like unless why would you do that? Like why would you even try? Like you know you're a rookie. Like come in, be quiet, just do your thing. When because I was, he's a rookie. Like I, I, I because you're a rookie. Right. I didn't come in here ESPN like oh Stephen A. Please. Watch out for Kimberly. You don't like you don't do that. You just come in and it's Tom it's Brady. Strategy. He's the goat. There's a reason. You think he's not gonna Oh really? I, really, kid? I always go back to like when I was really little. I have an older brother, he's four years older than I am, and he's much tougher and stronger than I am. When I was little, I would take my Tonka truck when nobody was looking and I would hit him over the head with it. Like I got <laughs> yeah. away with it when I yeah. <laughs> we had a violent <laughs> okay. relationship. Clearly. I hit him over the head with it. I'll never forget the day that my front teeth were loose and I was asleep. And he tied, I was a heavy sleeper, he tied a little rope around it, bam, ripped my teeth out. In that moment, I realized I should never, you know what, with my big brother, again. You deserve that. There's a moment, like, you're right, you can't take that championship on the field, but you also don't need, like, there's a moment, there's a limit to how much butt whooping you want to take. I don't want to motivate a butt whooping. That's all I'm, like, I look at all of it and say, no matter how the game plays out, like, you don't need to motivate somebody that's Tom Brady. That's Dallas. Like, what are you, like, you're in Dallas. Everything is bigger in Dallas. Why put that bullseye on your head? You know Tom Brady's coming. I'm just glad I'm hearing something from the Cowboys defense. I mean, I'm going to give you devil's advocate on this for just one second. We didn't hear anything from them last year, right? It was a lot of talking down. At least that fire, I hear what you're saying, and he is a rookie. Rookies typically make this mistake when they come Mm -hmm. into the league because you want to challenge people. You want to show people that I've arrived too. But, damn, just show me some fight. If I can see fight. On Thursday night, okay, that's moving in the right direction for if, Michael. If we see fight. If we see Don't fight. Don't say that and then not come yes, out agreed. on Thursday. But, but why not just come out on Thursday, show the fight, and then afterwards say, that's what I'm we saying. looked at the film and I realized he was a little slow. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, the, right, that's, that's the right order. That's, that's, I would like that. That's that smoke after you get the W, not, right. not days before. So, speaking of this matchup, Tom Brady announced he had COVID in yeah. February. Hot news, not news? It's. Hot news in the standpoint of I think COVID is going to be a big deal this season. Um, You see teams like Buffalo 
a, a team that I think could go to the Super Bowl. However, I'm worried about the COVID cases. Brady having COVID, Bruce Arians deciding to make the, his own team rules. I think this is a team that's trying to repeat, win a Super Bowl, probably go 17-0. and that's, that's the method and madness behind Brady. So him, I think him getting COVID, I think that – that kind of solidifies everything. I think now they understand there's there's a competitive advantage to getting vaccinated, us all being on the same page, and let's go. It's just funny how, like, you know, they were able to conceal that for so long. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Right? Like Tom Brady, like Secret well, Service. Well, then me you too. Kind of feel like, then yeah, me I, too. Exactly. It just – it kind of feels like it's not news just because it, it was – it's a little headline, but there's so many other things going on right now that it seems kind of passive, right? Like, oh, yeah, by the way, oh. February – Oh, yeah, you know when you saw me win the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my knee was messed up. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I caught COVID, but, yeah, we back. So, yeah. It just feels like it it, it constantly builds that aura. Tom (laughs) Tom Brady's like, hey, you know what else I dealt with? You know what else I dealt with? Oh, did you know I'm also about to be 44? Exactly. Oh, watch what I do on this field. Exactly. Too. As somebody that's 44, I am constantly reminded of how little I've accomplished <laughs> in my life when I think about Tom Brady. Okay, uh, I'm taking this totally off script again here because I, I love your work and your coverage on the NFL. Thank so you. I feel like as we come into this last week before the season, it, uh, hot news. Give me somebody that, like, a team you think we're just not talking enough about. That we're not talking enough about. Gosh. That we're not talking enough about? Could like, be Tennessee. Who, could Tennessee. Could, could the Titans. Are you, are you a believer you know in the what? Titans? Uh, not really. Okay. Want, all right. I don't want to say not because I might have to cover one of their games. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but I actually picked the Colts. I was higher on the Colts just because I felt like they were a quarterback away. And they get Carson Wentz. This is a perfect situation for him to thrive. Then you had him go down. You know, Quint go down. They're back. So I'm interested to see the Colts because this is a team that I actually think – people are sleeping on because of the moves that the Titans have made this year. So. And just an added point to yours, you talked about you think COVID is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, an issue this year. I think it's going to be one of the most difficult years in the history of the league to navigate mm. with all these different protocols and how they constantly keep up with it. But Carson Wentz is a prime example, right? Somebody who's unvaccinated, still kind of on the fence about whether he wants to do it or not. And you think about it, if he's going to be the game changer for Frank Reich and the Colts, mm-hmm. I mean, that – that puts it in a pretty interesting conundrum there. I think you can also look at, like, this is way deep thought for me. It's my meta moment of the Memorial or of the Labor Day. <laughs> but I think you can look at places like Tennessee, places like Vegas, like places where players want to go out when they yep. get there. I wonder what impact that's going to have the following week mm. when you start seeing, like, you know, the, the COVID cases are so out of control in the state of Tennessee in general. I wonder, like, for players that come in, they have the night off, they go out on lower broad, like they have a good time, and then all of a sudden a week later they're out. So the COVID implications, I think, mm-hmm. are going to be interesting, not just for teams, but also for the week after. You are such a rock star. We appreciate oh, you hanging out with us. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. All right, Kimberly A. Martin uh, joining us in studio. Uh, next time, I promise I won't have better dance moves. I, that's, you promise no, you won't? No, you be you. I won't. I won't. Okay. He I, knows what's up, but... I like you just the way you are. Thank Fitz. you. I appreciate Fitz. that. I like the, the original. Fitz, the original Fitz. All you got to do is just chill in the corner and nod your head and you're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that is you're my good. Mood. Like, I get to a club and I'm just this yeah. over and yeah. over <laughs> and over. Again, you can have great rhythm and not be able to dance. They're two very different things. Very J-Wo. distinct things, yeah. as we've seen on this show today. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Thanks so much for the time. And uh, I think we've got Sports Center coming up. Yes, we do. I know what's going on now. We've got Sports Center, and I'm just going to pull that up. This would win it from 41 yards out. We await the snap. It's good. Hold is down. The kick is up. Ball game. Notre Dame wins. He nailed it. 41 yards out from Jonathan Doerr. 41-38. Notre Dame wins in Tallahassee.
The Notre Dame Radio Network on the call. Sports Center right now. Jonathan Dorn made a 41-yard field goal in overtime. Number nine, Notre Dame escaped with the 41-38 win after Florida State overcame an 18-point deficit last night when asked by reporter Katie George about holding off a furious Florida State rally. Head coach Brian Kelly replied, quote, I'm in favor of execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. It was a joke. He did clarify at the conference later. He was kidding. It was tongue-in-cheek. Let's move over to Major League Baseball. Steven Duggar hit a two-run triple after being called up earlier in the day. That's called a good day. Brandon Belt homered, and the Giants wrapped up a key weekend series against L.A. with the 6-4 win Sunday to take a one-game NL West lead. 41-year-old Albert Pujols also added to his career home run total of 678 with a pinch hit two-run drive in the ninth. The the Giants beat the Dodgers 6-4 and get the NL West lead. You hear that, Key? You hear that? Woo! Talking that smack. By by the way, unfortunate they won't play again for the rest of the regular season. Or fortunate for some of us. That's fair. Let's stick in (laughs) with some Major League Baseball highlights. The Yankees fell 8-7 to the Orioles. I cannot believe it. Gary Sanchez hit a grand slam and a two-run homer. But the Yankees blew a late lead and lost to the last place Baltimore Orioles 8-7 Sunday. Your fun fact of the day, the Yankees are 9-7 against the Orioles this year, who are trash, but remain the top spot in the AL wildcard race. SportsCenter brought to you by Goodyear. College football's back. Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. The road, that's the road that moves us. Goodyear, more driven. Swaggoo! What's up, fellas? Just living that dream. What up, Swag? What up, baby? I haven't seen you, man, in so long. How you living, man? You looking good, baby. I'm I'm, I'm getting there, baby. I'm a fan of gloating when I'm right, because I'm not right very often. Yo, I I haven't seen Swagoo. Swag, I mean, I love. I, I I would give you on your own nickname. I just call you Swag. You know, I know it's Swagoo, but Swag it fits you every time I see you. It's been like a year since I've seen you, man. Dude, we was just talk. I was just talking to Greeny, dude. Last time I saw Greeny, we was in New Orleans at the national championship. Wow, is that when? That's when LSU. That's was when good. LSU won. Was good, right? Yeah, don't I, start. Though. I well, see I, him. I see him like I, every I, day. I, I'm sorry. It's fine. I see. I see him <laughs> like every day because I bought the I bought the shirt with the face on it. With I got the face. My, I got the face shirt. You can check out the swagoo gear. Uh, I, look, I'm rarely the guy that comes in and does cartwheels and says I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. But I, I was right. Oh. Uh, as uh, he's getting mic'd up <laughs> I, here. I love, I love uh, swag. Yeah. talking live. Swag, swag. swag. We're, we're, we're live, live on, on radio right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I love oh, about it. We live on air. Just go ahead and talk. We'll ESPN football analyst Marcus Spears joins us in studio giving the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. If you watched any of my digital shows, which you should, by the way, Friday, Saturday, tons of college football coverage. What time are those digital shows? Uh, The Friday one's at 6 (laughs) p.m. The Saturday one is at 7 to 8 p.m. and then at 11 p.m. Over and over again all week, I said LSU's going to lose to UCLA. Hold on. Is is my thing going? Yeah, Yeah, your your thing's on. on. Okay, Okay. we can do it. Hey, America. Hey, hey, everybody. What's up? (laughs) I know we got a ton to talk about, but, you know, I got to gloat a little bit because – you know, I, I was right. LSU losing to UCLA, I called that. Yeah. I, but I got to get your immediate reaction because we talked a little last season. This was a bad defense last season, mm-hmm. but it's a team that recruited well. And I expected that they would come out, uh, you know, a little better. Realistically, there's a lot of things going on in life that matter more than football yeah, yeah. for everybody in Louisiana. You watch that team. You watch them lose to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with LSU right now? Youth is one thing. And then, two, could not figure out the scramble the scramble blitz by UCLA. Mm-hmm. UCLA did a phenomenal job. The thing that the thing that was more disheartening is that 
LSU lost at the line of scrimmage to a Pac-12 team. Look, and I know that's, you know, everybody like, oh, you don't lose. When you, when you play football in the SEC, you can't lose the line of scrimmage to no other conference. And for me, that was the thing that I watched. UCLA was able to run the ball. And give them all the credit. Look, Chip has been doing a phenomenal job. And what you see in college now is a lot of these teams and other conferences starting to build from front to back. Right. What what did we know the Pac-12 for? Quarterbacks, mm-hmm. wide receivers, running backs, skill position players. And the SEC was continually winning because we were c- recruiting the big boys on the line of scrimmage. Notre Dame has been ahead as far as offensive line and making sure those big fellas, and they ran it through the tight ends. And that's been the difference. Like, if you go back to Auburn, Oregon, if you go back to all of the all of the SEC championships, semifinals, all of those things, it's been such an advantage in the line of scrimmage. So I think for me, um, watching LSU, by the way, I had to watch it on replay. My my eight year old wanted to watch Vivo during the oh, game. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and I and I so told did you, her, have your, did you turn your phone off works. and all that stuff? Like, well, or yeah, did you I, know? I, the, okay, dude, listen, my daughter. She she got to get time. Football season is here, right. so time is of of the essence. But after watching it, I was just disappointed that we we, we lost in the trenches. Marcus, can I ask you? Obviously, you saw this at Auburn with Malzone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years, you saw it with Philly, Doug Peterson. Uh, are we are we trending in that direction for Coach O? Like, is it looking like what, like what are we doing? What's going on here? People are calling for his head. Oh yeah, is that a possibility? Oh, two yeah. years, after, absolutely. After winning a championship, absolutely, man. I mean, look, we I I, I was on SEC Network with Gene Chizik who got fired a year after winning a national championship, right? So here's the deal, all right? And, and fair or unfair, people need to see trajectory. The trajectory – what I will give LSU fans credit – so I'm going to take you back a little bit. Five years ago, six years ago, when I started SEC Network, I railed on LSU. Mm-hmm. And everybody know how much I love LSU. Everybody know how much I love Dallas. But you and Fitz – Y'all don't work with me long enough to know that I ain't going to come on TV and lie mm-hmm. about the situation. And LSU was not – not only were, were, was it about losing to Alabama every year, there was – we had this mentality at LSU that we were an elite program. And in the sense of, to me, this is what elite is. You can't fall off a cliff for four years, win one, and then revert right back to where you were. Like, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. In this day and age in college football, you can't do it. Now, if we judge in college football from when we were in college, oh, man, you won the championship four years ago. You're good for, you're good for the years. next yeah. – yeah, you're good for the next five to ten because they – you know, people value. Now, when, when Alabama wins seven and when you see Clemson in there every single year, you see how Georgia has ascended with Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. All, of this, all of this puts pressure on everybody else. Right. Jimbo right now. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at A&M. The pressure is on. Even though Jimbo got his money, the pressure is on because the expectation is national championships. It ain't just being good no more. And I think there was a point where I felt like our fan base at LSU got comfortable with just being good. Like we won 10 games. We elite. No, you're not. Because that's not the standard we're talking about. So for, fast forward to now. When you lose the UCLA, now, I don't want to take anything away from UCLA. UCLA played great. And from a defensive standpoint, LSU could not figure out how to block them. 
in the pass rush when it was time. Now, Butte had a great game. It was short passes. He made a lot of things happen after that. But the bottom line is this, man. You're on the high seat when you lose to a Pac-12 team. You're on the high seat when you drop a, t- when you drop a game at LSU against a team you should beat. Um, so, going forward, like, everybody can get it. And I tell people that all the time. It's exciting. 2019 was wonderful. 2019 felt like it was 10 years ago. Well, and it becomes easier and easier to say 2019 was as much about Joe Brady and Joe Burrow as it was about anything Coach O's doing. And to your point, you know, it's funny. I remember sitting in the green room and arguing with you at the time five yeah. years ago, about like four years ago. I was like, no, you can't fire somebody that's winning so many games. You've been consistent on that. But you're right. Like, coaches are almost like quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, the, you see a little bit of them, and then you love them. And then all of a sudden, you expect greatness. It's championship or bust. Like, yep. every, we all go through that trajectory. Now, you also love the Cowboys. And we're watching the Cowboys 100%. on Thursday night. All eyes are going to be on that. Uh, I mean, we've been talking a lot about Zach Martin and what difference that makes. So, knowing Zach Martin's going to be out for week one, how does that change what you expect to see from the Cowboys against the Bucks? Well, one, I didn't expect the Cowboys to win this game but I expected them to be competitive. A lot of people were asking, is it going to be a blowout? Is it, what, what is this going to look like? I'm concerned it's going to be a blowout now because of pressure. Like, let's be honest, man. When you get to the league, the league is, is a lot of scheme. The league is a lot of how you, you play. The league is about your dudes. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like the the NFL, and and that's gonna be my theme, y'all. So anytime we back on radio, the difference between what we watched in college and what we about to start watching with these dudes up here, you gotta have dudes. Aaron Donald is going to destroy a guy that's never played on the offensive line. It's not well, we can scheme it up. And we can try to slide protection to Aaron Donald. We get no. If you don't have the dudes, then you are gonna have a problem. It's gonna be an issue for you. So Zach Martin put out. Lyle Collins struggling with an injury right now, trying to figure out if he gonna play. So that's your right tackle, and your all pro guard, and Tyron Smith on the left side, which gives you some pause. But the problem with that is Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, and Dominican Sue. The biggest issue. I, and I want everybody to watch this for the Cowboys. And I know it's – I don't feel good about saying this either, fellas. Vita Vea, who a lot of people have not yet been introduced to, all right? But as a D lineman, when you watch film, if, Vita, if your guard can't slow him for a, a second, he will destroy the entire interior offensive line. Like, that's the type of player he is. He's not Aaron Donald where he's going to be shifty. He's going to get around guys and get sacked. Vita Vail will take your guard and use him to hit your quarterback. And when Zach Martin is not in the lineup, that that worries me quite a bit. I, I, same name I mentioned at the top, Vita Vail. How about their defense? Can Dan Quinn, and we need you know, 20 seconds here, yeah, yeah. is Dan Quinn the answer to making that defense slightly better than it being historically one of the worst defenses in the history? Of the they'll be slightly team? better because they'll know what they're doing. I think a lot of people last year didn't pay attention to a lot of, like, what you saw from Dallas defense was a lot of getting beat, a lot of getting blocked. The thing that stood out to me, they didn't know what the hell they were doing mm-hmm. down in and down out. And I'm telling you, right, you play basketball. Yeah. You know. We I saw you on the jump. Like, like yeah. Yeah, I saw right. you. <laughs> but, but, but no, man, like, if you if you going – this professional football, if you going out there guessing about 
am I am I doing this right? Am I in the right call? What's my job? What's my responsibility? You lost. This league too fast for that. Mm-hmm. And last year was a lot of that from Dallas defense. So I expect them to be better from that standpoint. Now we'll find out if they can play like as far as individuals on the level with the people that they're going to be playing against. But just from knowing what to do, they'll be a better defense. He's Marcus Spears. Yeah, obviously you're going to see him all day. He's dressed fancy, so you know you're going to see him all day across oh, the Network. He does look good. Bro, Thanks for hanging out with us, Swag. I appreciate it. I'm already gone? Yeah, you're gone. That's I mean, it. You can you're hang done. around. If you want to stay and kick it for yeah, a minute, you're more than welcome. Stay for we, another segment. We have to go to break. We're going to fill in the blank. We'll do it next. Keisha Bye, J. Will no, stay. Bye. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on your smart speakers. Also hanging out on ESPN2. He's J. Will. I'm Jason Fitz. And you know what? We just blew the whole show up and decided that when you have the chance to hang out with Marcus Spears for longer, you do. So, Swaggy was sticking around and uh, getting us all sorts of coverage. I had to get your Boy, thoughts on this. I'm scared jamming, to see buddy. you on the dance floor because I feel like I got, those, feet, those toes can move. Feet. Oh, I know you sweet feet. Sweet what is, it, what is it with, like, big boys with sweet feet to play? Like, like you know, Gojo is, is like, watch him move around. Like, if you got the number of linemen I've met that are athletic enough to be able to dance we're around, athletes, it's just not, it's not fair. We're athletes. We just grew out of our skill body. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're former athletes. Let's not, let's not exaggerate. The, all right. So, speaking of athletes, Cowboys rookie defensive tackle Osa Dugazua uh, talked about Tom Brady's weakness. Now, he also said a lot of positive things. If you were his teammate, and he said all these positive things, but he did say, quote, he's not very mobile. He's been playing 20 years, 21 yeah. years. Dude's a little older, not too mobile. I'd say that's probably what his weakness is. What would you say to your teammate right now if he said that? In private, talk your talk, OG. Mm-hmm. Young fella, talk your talk. But there's a way we do this. Um, and, and you got to know you got to know the tree before you climb it, bro. Mm. And that, that, that one right there is, is one. First of all, let me tell people this. Tom Brady Petty. No. He's a petty football player. He's going to remember this. This is this will be a at some point during the game, if Tom Brady sidesteps and throws a 30-yard touchdown or whatever, he's gonna find Osa. Or he's gonna find somebody on that D-line that he's close to and remind him that that he said this. We've seen him do it time after time throughout the, throughout his career. Y'all remember when Chase Young said he was? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Like, and and that's no indictment on the players. That don't mean Osa is not good. Everything I've heard, really good football player. Can generate pass rush. And the and the and the truth is he ain't lying. When you look at when you look at Tom Brady Marks when he pressured up the middle of the pocket, he's a below average quarterback. But the problem is, one, 
His offensive line ascended to being one of the best old lines in the league last year. And two, you got to realize, bro, this dude was doing this when you were born. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, it's a little more tougher to do and easier to say. See, but we're going to have to talk to the people in production here, by the way. They keep running this highlight of Brady throwing on the Raiders. Like, did you, like uh, this is a personal Well, they're doing me. it for you because you're yeah. wearing all the Raiders gear. I, I, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's just constantly up. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, could, they could do it with a lot of quarterbacks. Uh-huh. But it's funny when I hear just like Dallas. <laughs> so when I hear us today. talk about Tom like this, it's that's why there's so many similarities. I think that's why you see Tom and LeBron really vibe, right? Their energy is so similar. Like the NBA came out with a poll recently that talked about, hey, who are the NBA's best players? And LeBron James got zero votes, right? Now any other player they hear that, like LeBron is a little bit more vocal as far as using social media. Like he tweeted at it. Like, that's the pettiness that exists, right? Yeah. Guys hear that, and that, that's what builds guys. That's what gives them gas, man. No People doubt. People understand it's hard to play every NFL season at that kind of a level or play every NBA season. You look for anything that you can get that can get you over that hump mentally to get you into that moment for that particular season. Because no last year never happened. My, that's how I always played. The year before, it's great that we won a championship. Great that I won national player. That don't mean nothing for this year. Yeah. Listen. Jay Will, you make the greatest point. They don't have anything left to accomplish. Like Tom Brady, there is nothing Tom Brady can do this year in football that he hasn't done already. So your motivation has to come from competitiveness. Yes. Like competitiveness. That's it. That that is literally all Tom Brady is playing for. Right? Like everybody make he's playing so he could be the oldest. Tom Brady don't care about being the oldest quarterback to ever play or win a championship. The dude has seven Super Bowls. He's won league MEPs. He's been the best offensive player in the league. He's been voted the best player in the NFL by his peers. It's nothing for him to accomplish. So every time you give him gas, mm -hmm. he's gonna use it. Cause that's all he's using at this point. So speaking of gas, I mean, I, I would make the argument that Belichick probably feels a little bit of heat, like not not heat, but he feels some. He's gassed up this year, right? Oh, yeah. Like he's a wants to have his year. Yeah. So yeah, you know, last year Tom got his. By the end of this year, what are we saying about Bill? I think with a rookie quarterback, you're gonna say Bill Belichick is had a lot to do and a lot of responsibility for winning championships. And don't 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 be surprised if New England and Buffalo come down to the last game playing each other. That is for the division. Hmm. Is, that, is that a statement about Buffalo, though? Because I'm really high on the Bills. No, that's a statement okay. about New England and what they did. Right. Listen, man, I, I beg everybody to go back to last year. The New England Patriots with that team and Brian Hoyer as a starter had Kansas City. It was 10-0, Kansas City in the fourth quarter. They almost beat Buffalo. If Cam didn't throw that pick, they almost beat Buffalo. Dude, so, listen, the additions that they made defensively with Dante Hightower coming back, from from not playing a year on COVID, dude. I mean, the, the the one thing when you look at New England is Stephon Gilmore not being out there, but J.C. Jackson, the the corner opposite of him, they they signed Jalen Mills. Like we can go all in the roster and all of that. Bill Belichick is going to play a certain type of football that's not going to allow his teams to not have a chance to win games in the fourth quarter. That's just not his mo. Now, some last year it was just I'm outmatched. I don't have the guys that I need. But, dude, they spent $150 million this offseason. Marcus, can I tell you, I, I so look forward to October 3rd. It's when the Patriots, Patriots play the Bucks, And we talk about Tom Brady and being motivated. And don't, don't get it twisted. Bill Belichick gets motivated, too. You don't think all last year, 
all this stuff. So you have Mac Jones, who people are saying reminds me a lot of Tom Brady. You have Bill Belichick, who wanted to get the best of Tom last year, wants to win. That that storyline just gets more fascinating by the second. Last thing, the pressure that was on Bill Belichick is squarely what he did in all season. Bill Belichick spent $150 million plus to improve his team and drafted a quarterback 15 first overall, which he ain't done in the last 15, 20 years. Well, if anybody can handle the pressure cooker, it's him. Speaking of pressure, what kind of pressure are the Giants under? We'll answer it next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.